This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. Check them out at creativelydisruptive.com. Again, that's creativelydisruptive.com. Hi, guys. I'm Rosanna. Thank you for coming to our show. This is Bonham, my brother. Are you guys ready for another mini-sode? As you know, I'm the mini-host. And Rosie is too. Hi! Enjoy the show. Now let's begin. Thank you, mini-hosts. And for those of you that were expecting What Makes Tasha Schweikert Think Part 2, that will be this coming Tuesday. Gives you an extra week to go back and revisit What Makes Tasha Schweikert Think Part 1. Today... Today is all about Justin Spring. He wanted to take the opportunity to address some concern with his new job and what that means for the future of men's gymnastics. So here we go, third time on the show, Justin Spring. Justin Spring, welcome back, you traitor. Hey, yeah, that's that's not the first time I've been called that, and certainly lately, yeah. And that's exactly why we're doing this State of Emergency podcast. First of all, thank you for participating in the podcast event last week. That was hopefully as fun for you as it was for me. That, w- that was intense. Yeah, I came right off and we just jumped right into it, didn't we? You, yeah, you came into that room mid-contest, keys still in hand. <laughs> so thank you for your dedication. And, uh, you know, I think it's definitely a good use of our time right now because you and I had a conversation about your new job and what that meant for your, I guess, what people think is your previous mission of saving men's gymnastics. And you wanted to set the record straight that just because you're coaching over on the women's side, uh, nothing else has really changed. So I'm going to kind of give you, give you the mic right now. Just gonna throw me the throw me the mic. All right. Um, you got the yeah, and, I, and, and and that's not to say that any, nothing's changed, right? I think that it's really important to be still fully immersed and within the community that you're trying to help, right? And so, yes, I've switched communities, and that is um, that's been a shocker for me. Um, it's certainly been a learning lesson, um, just from walking into the gym that I'm walking into now to going to USA Championships. Um, but I'm still holding on to all the things that I can to support men's gymnastics. I am on, I'm still maintaining my position on the men's program committee, which is the committee that essentially writes the, um, the processes for how senior men's and junior men's gymnastics operates under USA gymnastics. So that covers a boatload of stuff, right? So that's still, uh, in that's still, I'm still on that. Um, I'm also still the men's representative on the programs council. So the programs council, when they changed the structure of the board, um, that we used to have a ton of, of specific uh, membership representation on the board since they basically reduced that number of board number to like to a third. We have one membership um, on the board right now. One, one, one seat. Uh, it's currently Kitty a Carpenter. Um, and so it's probably always going to be a female gymnast rep- represented, but she, her responsibility is still to represent the voice of all the membership, which is a little crazy, mm-hmm. but the structure underneath that is that the program's council, who's acro, tumbling, rhythmic, women's, men's, all the above, everything on, you know, is now funneling 
that's where we funnel everything to her should it be needed, you know, and, but also it's not just to get things on the board level. It's also to kind of discuss best practices. It's to figure out how, um, Oh man, you run your judging progressions and Oh, that's how you do your testing for your judging. Like, Oh God, we don't even do testing for our judging. We just let anyone do it. Like, so like we're having all those conversations in the room. And so, and I'm on, um, Bob is, uh, the junior, um, um, junior rep, but I'm senior rep. So, senior rep on MPC, senior rep on programs council. And as soon as I get my house in order, metaphorically and literally speaking, um, yep. I will uh, you know, love to take on more projects as I, as I can to continue to do what I did before. To some extent, I feel like I can maybe have more influence outside of the, um, <laughs> outside of the men's gymnastics world, right? Like I, um, I, I just felt like, there was this inherent bias that like it was me, the head coach of Illinois and every, every thing I tried to push through was like somehow perfectly crafted to only help the university of Illinois become better and, and be, you know, and then, and, and at no point ever did that, was that a, um, was that an a, initiative of mine? Like I, I, I pushed things forward that oftentimes are going to hurt my program back when we were doing really, really well. And, you know, 10, 11 and 12, um, mm-hmm. because I thought it was what was best for the whole organization, you know, top to bottom men's men's collegiate gymnastics and so and we'll continue to do that and now can do that even more because i literally have no affiliation so right okay so we've we've been able to eliminate the perceived bias or potential conflict of interest yeah you're you're working at a a great program and i want to hear all about your visions for that in a minute but that's that's a really strong point i think to to make it a positive and that you know you're putting yourself in a situation that is great for your family great for your yeah. career and allows you to continue your mission and and hopefully even better now responsibility wise i mean you were in charge of the whole shebang over there in illinois and now what is your what's your actual title right now in alabama assistant coach assistant coach okay yeah. so time wise is that less more than what you were spending before it's probably more a little bit yeah. certainly is right now as we're trying to figure out everything um but yeah, like I just left a team meeting. I got the green light to come here. Um, Ash was like, I'll do that. That's fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Yeah. And, but I think working for Ashley is something really special and unique. You know, I, that was a big piece of um, making this change is who you work for really determines a lot of your quality of life. And so um, working for Ashley is, whoop, sorry, working for Ashley is pretty um, easy. Not to say the job's not incredibly hard, but like, just there's an incredible working relationship there. It feels like we've been working together for years. We've been working together for like a month and a half. So so you had mentioned that you wanted to bring some of that MAG approach and strategy over to the women's side. So what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, and I don't know if it's MAG. More so it's just my approach. And I've operated in men's gymnastics for the yep. last uh, eternity. So, um, I, that, I don't, so I don't know if it's men's gymnastics so much as it's me, but I've, I've been told that it's, that's a lot more men's gymnastics. And I'm like, well, I think it's what we, I think it's what we need here. Um, and she agrees, uh, Ashley, my head coach and, and Gina likes the stuff. And so just, um, the way we're approaching stuck landings is a big kind of push right now. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's a thing that I think has been lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought when you said you, you know, this carryover for men's to women's and, and stuck landings, I thought you were going to start saying that they're going to just bend all the way over and call that a stick. Is that, that's not what you meant. 
No. As long as you don't move your feet. So yes, in college, no, in college, you get the stick bonus, even though you could, you could still have a 310 deduction for chest down, but, but damn it, you got that 10th, you got that bonus 10th. And And, I mean, the the reason we put, and you, and you fight for it. I mean, if there's one thing the audience understand is watching a landing that you didn't move your feet. And so whether you're like, whoa, or, you know, or it's perfect, uh, the audience loves it. And they love the fight. Now I got the stuck, you know, and then the flag goes up and it's exciting. So um, I would argue that that's maybe the only thing that the audience understands and, you know, a general audience visitor at a men's gymnastics meet. So like, great job. One rule we did that actually brings in an understandability from from our crowd. Um, So there's, so there's that just training squat mechanics and and really doing some good basics and progressions. Um, but I think there's also just the general approach of this is your journey. Um, we're your coaches and we, we're going to have expectations and set standards and, and really try to get you to what we know it takes to be great um, in those final moments of a season and postseason, whatever. Um, but we're not going to just like kind of eliminating the micromanaging and I think get, giving them the ownership and a lot of control and the journey through their four or five years through college. And um, as I'm coming to find out, uh, that's not, that's not always done. Um, And so there's a little bit of a learning shock with that. Like you want Mm -hmm. me to give you my opinion on how I would approach this progression on this event. Like, like, I don't, I've never had to do that before. You know, like, what are you talking about? Um, Well, it's like, yeah, like you, like, especially as a new staff member, like, coming into a gym with all new athletes. Um, you know, I knew everyone very well in my old program. Some my seniors I've worked with forever. My freshman I recruited, like, whereas like here, I just kind of got plopped in. Um, mm-hmm. Understanding your learning style, what makes you tick, what really drives you, what pushes you. And so you're talking from a very specific gymnastics foundation. Like there's, I can kind of jump in on that technically speaking, but then there's also like the psychological and human element of like, how do you learn best and what really gets you motivated? What fires you up? You know, like just me kind of like pushing you and saying, Hey, we're going to step it up today. Or like, do you need someone who's more like, Hey, things are going to be okay. Like you're behind, but like, we're going to get there together type of like, there's different approaches. And so mm-hmm. I don't know any of that yet. And that drives me crazy, but I think that I'm, we're all very willing to meet them as Ashley says, meet them where they are and, and kind of help bring them up and learn the individual nature of, um, of the individual athletes within a very big team, right? We have 18 18 young women on this team and that's um it's a lot of different personalities it's a lot of different um learning styles so um and i think but i think we're uh staff that's willing to do that yeah it's been a long time since you've had a an upperclassman that you didn't have from the time they started in the program yeah yeah like i i had i had i had a good amount of anxiety uh before the first like official practice and ashley was like why i was like I just don't know anything or anyone. Um, <laughs> oh, is that all? You know, like that's, that's a pretty bad place to start when you're going to run a practice, you know? And then very quickly, I'm like, all right, I it was unwarranted to nervousness, but like, I still do. Like, I really wish I knew my players better and, but we've just got a lot, we've got a lot of figuring out to do. Um, but it's been fun actually been here for two weeks now. And um, getting to know them a lot and getting to take on some projects and running through progressions. And um, I don't know. It's been good. Do you, you know, when we did your first interview, because now this is the third one, you talked a lot about uh, not the non-gymnastics role that you played in these guys' lives. And 
are you feeling like you're going to be able to get to that point? Or do you think that that's like, are, as assistant coach, are you still able to have that impact that you had before? Yeah, no, Ashley's allowed me to do um, a lot of that stuff and bring a lot of like the personal development stuff piece and, mm-hmm. and the leadership kind of building. And she's got a consultant she works with. Um, actually, we have our first meeting with her today. And so like, she's all in. I think that that was really the alignment that, that brought us all together, you know, is, is that my program culture and what I really value um, from this teaching environment in college athletics um, is, is really that, yes, we want to win. Like we want to win championships, but um, at the end, only one team's going to win. And as we go through that journey with our, with our athletes, I think it's really important that they're developing as people, they're developing life skills that's going to serve them well beyond graduation and for the rest of their lives. And rather than just sticking that on the wall and say, hey, we're going to be excellent at stuff, you know, like, all right, cool. Now let's just, just do some training. Like, no, like what are the processes and programs you're bringing into the program? And so we've got consultant work. We have a, we have a, a, a team retreat tomorrow for three hours where we're going to get completely outside the gym. And we're going to this beautiful naturescape here in Tuscaloosa. And we're going to sit down and kind of hash out like what does excellent look like in these in these areas and like, and kind of force them to think critically about that. And because again, there's that co-creation thing of like, we want you to co-create the plan. Like we know what we want, but we want you to, we want to pull it out of you and do you know it? And then forcing you to kind of retrieve those things is going to help you internalize them and feel like you have ownership of your process and plan. And so like all that stuff, the way that you do things, I think really matters. Um, And so, yes, she's letting me run our, our kind of like critical thinking team talk on Tuesday still and I, and and we had our first one and I I can't believe how much this and maybe it's these women that I'm working with or maybe it's women in general in Cal I, I don't but like they spoke so well and they spoke so often and everyone spoke up and I was like this is crazy I was like everyone really gave an opinion and really was like um passionate about like the, the topic and I was like feel like maybe it's just because I've been doing my, my guys team for so long, but like sometimes it's pulling teeth. I'm like the same two guys speak. Whereas like, it was like rapid fire, eight to 10, 12 of the girls really spoke up. And, um, nice. and I was like, man, there's some investment and some real solid engagement. And so that was really exciting to see. I, and I love seeing that. So, um, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad to hear you talking so passionately about this because that was just such a huge part of you as a coach and to know that you're, you're still able to bring that to the table is awesome. I wouldn't have transferred into this if I, if, if you know, like, I think that's why Ashley brought me here. She wanted me to bring those things and bring those tools and consistencies that we, we kind of did throughout, you know, weekly on a weekly basis with our program. She's like, I love that. We're going to use that. Love that too. We're going to use that too. Um, And so we haven't brought everything because she's got her own versions of these tools, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, we did something just like this. This is cool. I like it. And then I'm able to bring my own, my own version of whatever, you know, and to, to the space. So what about in the gym? Are you, are you the beam coach? No. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm certainly not the beam coach. Certainly um, not. I am the, uh, I'm the lead on vault and then um, kind of like tag teaming floor with Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so doing a lot of tumbling and I worked on a round off entry with a girl for like 25 minutes yesterday. Um, so yeah, we're just tumbling and vault. So I want to hear from you then, because a lot of people 
say, you know, a vault's a vault and tumbling is tumbling and it doesn't matter if you're men's gymnastics, women's gymnastics, but technically speaking, is there, are there adjustments or do you feel like the technical approach is the same? I think that there's general differences um, mm. that I'm kind of starting to see. I, I um, Power and speed really can change gymnastics, right? Um, and so I think that um, with men, I mean, this is just, this is just, uh, you know, biological differences, right? Like we have a lot more testosterone, which leads to a lot more power, ultimately, not necessarily comparing human to human, but in general, when you're comparing a male gymnast to a female gymnast, you're going to have a little bit more power with guys. And that changes, and that, that, that creates a lot more, um, you can get a lot more gnarly gymnastics, right? Um, because power can let you do it the wrong way, but still get it done, right? And so um, I think there's a lot more focus on the technical foundation with women's gymnastics. Um, and so, but I think that can almost go out of control. Like you, you have someone who's like, oh yeah, for this vault, I just need to think of like this, 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 and this. And then my vault will be perfect. I'm like, well, your vault is that fast. Um, you can't think of all that. You might be able to think of like a half of one of those things, right? And so like isolate, you know, and so I think we get a lot of analysis paralysis or overthinking sometimes. And um, which I think that's where the mag and me comes out. And I'm just like, hey, take all the things we just talked about for the last hour and just just throw them in the garbage. And I just need you to go after your vault. Like, can you just be aggressive? Give me, just give me, give me all you got on this next turn, you know, because I think, and I think that's a very common approach for men's gymnastics. Um, but yeah. I think that women's gymnastics could use, could use a little bit of that. And so, um, but yeah, and then otherwise there's a center of gravity difference. And I, I think I'm still figuring that out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, working on the stick progressions and things like that and finding landings. I think that's what I was also blown away with. We played a stick game last week. Um, and I started off with like, this is, these are girls that can do like punch double fulls on floor and two and a half punch layouts and things like that. And I opened up the stick game off of tumble track with a front layout half. I'd say about half the team um, would look to me like I grew another head out of my right shoulder. Right. And they were like, you want us to do a front half? And I'm like, if I was held at gunpoint and said, I had to stick something right now. And like, or else I was, it was, it was over. I would choose a front half yeah, yeah. to be the thing, the one thing that I could stick as a 38 year old retired gymnast for the last, you know, 12 years. But they were like, we can't do that. And I was like, stop it. And some of them couldn't do it, but then they could do a double full. And I was like, what is going on? So like, they, I feel like they, they, that blew my mind. I'm still, in fact, as I'm talking about it, I was like, how can you not, like, I grew up a national team, um, where we learn trampoline cruise positions and halves and like so you would do a back half a back full back one and a half double full you know two and a half three and a half even quads into the pit right we would and then double doubles and then triple doubles and then you know double double and a half and cruising spot and like you learned all these half twists how to spot you learned all the incremental phases up until the big gymnastics and we kind of own that that is not the case with women's gymnastics now not for everyone at least but not it looks for like a, almost a majority and so that that's kind of blowing me away you know, so like um, back halves might as well being might as well be like, can you speak German to me right now? And you've never spoken German in your life, like they like, but like these are the same girls that can do back two and a half, right, right. But they couldn't like, but a back half was like, so that was very weird to me. Um, 
So my basic stick game ended up being harder than if I'd have been like, let's just do back two and a half sticks and back one and a half sticks. So that was mind blowing. Right. So, um, but I still think that's really important because again, like as you break down being able to spot, see the landing, cruise through different, you know, shape. And then one girl who was like weirded out by the back half who figured it out ultimately, she's actually learning an Arabian double front half out. I'm using Ewell Moldauer as an example. And she's like, I think I know that guy. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you not know who Ewell is? You know, like he's the gold standard for doing Arabian double front half out stick from like 11 feet up in the air. And, um, you know, but, and she figured it out, you know, and I was like, do you see how that half cruise now is important? She was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And so, um, I don't know. I just, it, it's been, it's been a lot of eye-opening uh, moments for them and for me yeah. uh, in the well, gym. And it's over the stuff that, that you, you don't think twice about are the yeah. things that are, that are coming out to be huge changes. We just did a um, precision super camps. We had the guys there too. Mm-hmm. And I, there were so many moments throughout the camp where I was like, oh my gosh, it's so different. The approach is so different. Like at one point, one of the guys was running and Tyler, who was coaching, looks at the kid in the back and he goes, Hey, if he doesn't hit five seconds, he owes you a buck. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, these conversations are not happening over on the other side. Of the ship. And then I was doing a coordination exercise and I said, you know, coordination above all is really what you need for gymnastics. Like, yeah, you're going to get strong and flexible and this and that, but you got to be coordinated first of all. And I made the comment, Simone Biles is probably the most coordinated person in the world. And one of the little girls goes, well, what about for the guy gymnast? So I look at the guy gymnast and I go, what do you guys think? Who's the most coordinated guy gymnast? 10 out of the 11 guys go, me. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> even as you said, Simone, I was like, I was more coordinated than Simone. <laughs> That's totally. And, and that is do the a- triple double. But yeah, yeah, it's just so funny, those, those, and it's a generalized thing, but I she saw it in my, <laughs> she might be more coordinated than me because she nailed hers. I like rebounded out of mine, like an idiot. So that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely a self-confidence thing and, and that, and that really the emotional, um, and I, I think everyone gets negative. There's a negative connotation with like emotional IQ girls are more emotional and I wouldn't say that girls are more emotional at all. I would say that men and women are equally emotional. We just show our emotions in different ways. Um, to be honest with you, you know, a guy gets pissed off at a practice. He screams, he drops an F-bomb that shakes the walls and hits the pommel horse. And you're like, well, that's not appropriate. And then, you know, like a girl gets emotional and she just kind of like lets it out through maybe tears. And like, I, I, they're just different, right? And, and then like either way, you got to bring them back to like their optimum focus level and we can re-engage into practice and i so i i don't i don't know everyone's like you ready for all the emotions i'm like i came from a gym there's a lot of emotion um it just it just comes out differently so and you're still gonna get because i was that girl you're still gonna get the girl that punches the beam because she's irritated (laughs) you're gonna get the guy that's crying so you were being very general but yeah i yes see where you're coming from my last question for you uh is and if, if you don't want to answer this, you don't need to, but what was it like breaking the news to the, to Illinois? And what was it like? Oh, that's a terrible question. This episode is brought to you by TumbleTrack. TumbleTrack, train smart. You guys have heard me talk about the porcupine bar pad developed by Brett Wargo. And those things are flying off the shelves. Well, if there were shelves for them to be on in the first place, but you know what I'm saying. So head over to tumbletrack.com, T-U-M-B-L-T-R-A-K, and use the promo code THINK20 
at tumbletrack.com. What was it like breaking the news to the to Illinois and what was it like? Learning? Oh, that's a terrible question. I know, but um that was really that that was really hard. Um that was one of the harder conversations I've had to do. I was actually a complete mess before I even walked into the room. I think it was just the stress, the anxiety, mm-hmm. having to look at my guys that I'd been working with for five, four, three years, two years. One guys that just my freshman had just dropped in for the summer. I'd made long-term commitments. Like there's just such a high level of commitment. Um, so I think that was, I felt like I was abandoning them. Um, my associate head coach, Daniel was taking over the program. I knew that. So that made it, I think a little bit easier, but I still felt, um, I felt overwhelmed with emotion leaving the program I just never know anything else, no, known any different, you know? So there was that too. I was like on edge personally. And then thinking I'm bailing on all of my athletes for the last, well, I, whatever, my whole program. So I don't know. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a, I was, I was crying like a little, like a little kid who uh, was going through a traumatic experience well Um, less than that wouldn't make sense it's you've dedicated to that and given so much and you still are and I'm still a wreck about it you know like I and after that moment I was still in town for weeks and like but felt weird coming in and like it was like it was Daniel's program now and then I but then he was in it I I don't know I feel I still feel guilty um I still feel like I let him down and um I I don't have often that's why I hate you for asking this question because I don't think about it often because I've been uh, drinking from the the uh, fire hydrant. Everyone says fire hose, but I'm like I'm like at the hydrant, right? Like I'm really I threw the I threw the restrictive hose out the window and I took it straight to the face <laughs> from the from the hydrant itself um, because we're all new um, and that's why it's been really hard. So Ashley's seven and a half months pregnant. Um, Gina's been here a year and I've been here for a hot two and a half weeks, three weeks. So, um, and we're recruiting, we're traveling, we've got, uh, you know, our team and that figuring all this out, recruiting trips coming up. So it's, it's been a lot, but I still think we're taking care of the critical pieces, which is putting a plan in place and supporting our athletes in a way that they feel comfortable, excited. They see the plan, you know, and th- that was the other thing is like, I think informational divulgement to the team of thoroughly understand like the explanation of why we do this and here's the progression and this is why this makes sense for you um this is how we're going to get there and really just again bringing them into the process is from what i've heard stereotypically not maybe always done with women's gymnastics and i think that it's very helpful they if you're if you're someone who needs to know the why and understand the plan and the process and calendar of the whole thing like why would you not give that to them? Why would you not right. bring them into the, to, to like how this all works and how this is all going to progress and make sense. So and I remember seeing your spreadsheet years ago when you did a, a camp with us and it was, it's common sense, but it, like you said, all that stuff's not necessarily being done, but you had, those guys could look at that spreadsheet at any moment of the season and know exactly where they stood as far as if they're going to be in lineup or not, what they needed to do to get there. There was no surprises. And uh, yeah. that, that's, that's amazing. And that is how it should be. I mean, not just in college, but in general, um, why does it need to be a surprise if you're going to be in the lineup? Why is it I mean, I, you make it or not? it's literally the one thing you fight for. You work your ass off the entire year and to earn a spot on that team, on that lineup, 
you know, and, and then and, and a women's team, you might have all American athletes. I mean, I've had all American athletes that maybe didn't even make our lineup, you know, and yeah. so like that precious and coveted lineup spot, the opportunity to learn or to compete and earn postseason awards and whatever, compete for your program. Um, right. It's really the whole year is centered around uh, in the sport is centered around that moment. Yeah. And then like to just pick your favorite that weekend as a coach, like it, that's crazy to, and not give them any transparency of what are the metrics? Like when you start a class in college, it's the first thing you get. Syllabus. How am I going to be graded? What am I going to be evaluated on? What mm-hmm. is expected of me? And how do I win this class? Right. You know, and it's yep. like, Yep. In the sport, you know how to win, but then like you might feel like you're winning and then you don't even make a lineup and you're like, why does this coach hate me? I just right. think that's asinine that, that, we're, that, we, that we're not more transparent in that really, really critical um, in, in, in a sport where you can be judged. Like I get it, like where it's, you know, like if you're a soccer and play, if you play soccer or something like that, like how do you decide who's going to be in, you know, but like in our sport, it's like, well, she's been scoring the nine nine five all the time, and then your average is in you know is is a nine eight five. Like that's like I just when you have the the metric so easily available, why wouldn't you use it? You know, like, exactly, it's crazy. exactly, it's crazy. And crazy give athletes though. the opportunity to make changes if they need to make changes, right? Yeah, so it, it's a it's a feedback mechanism too. Like, hey, maybe this upgrade isn't really winning out. You were scoring better last year without it. Like. Not that it's not going to be there this year, but maybe it's not there and or it's not ready now, right? Um, based off what the score is. So, yes, gives them transparency, gives them ownership in their prize. Just another tool to feel like they have control of getting what they want, you know, rather than like to get in lineup, I have to make that person happy. Like that's exactly, crazy. Yeah, it's that's less personal. Cra- that's crazy to me. Yeah, and I think that's um, dangerous for as a coach. Like you don't want to. It's like I don't want to have to be playing favorites. Yeah. You know, you're like I'm going to, I'm going to, that you are. Or per, yeah. Right. So just the more processes you can put into where it's not, um, yeah, just me picking my faves is that's, right, that's, right. that seems like a really dangerous game to play. In it college is, it is. Yes. Um, so this, this dude has been eagerly trying to get up here. This is Bonham. What's up, Bonham? Mr. Justin. I'll show you a video when he's done, when we're done with this, but you know what he did? He did a triple back flyaway off high bar at the Olympics and stuck it. And then the U.S. team won. Third and then place. the U.S. T- the U.S. team <laughs> won a bronze medal. Third best, buddy. Hey, third best is pretty good. Don't, you, don't you let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> yes, bronze is beautiful. So I'll have to show you that. Bronze is rarer than gold. Bronze is rarer than gold? Okay, well, there you go. Dropping knowledge. From an elemental um, standpoint? I don't know if that's true. So, Bonham, can you tell Mr. Uh, Justin what you got invited to? Free team. That's awesome, dude. You're moving up the ranks. Have you competed before? No. Are you excited to compete? Yes. All right. Mr. Justin's going to work Bottom on making sure men's gymnastics is super huge and popular for the time when you start competing. Yes. Yes. All right. Great meeting you, buddy. Good luck. Thank Bye. you so much, Justin. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Well, that's going to be it for today's mini-sode. Justin, thank you so much for coming on a third time. 
think you're getting dangerously close to co-host status. Thank you guys for listening and continuing to support the show. Remember to check out the YouTube channel, YouTube slash What Makes You Think podcast. Check out the Gymnastics Conversations playlist specifically because you'll find snippets from the show and some outtakes. And please don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. Until next week, keep thinking outside the box. Bye.